What's going on, listeners? Welcome back to another edition of Matt Goes to the Movies. And we are here to talk about something truly special. It might have the distinction of being the absolute best and worst thing to ever happen to a franchise. And we are talking about the movie Dragon Ball Evolution, released in 2009. Probably should be called De-Evolution, but we'll get into all of that. But, you know, Brandon, as a huge fan of Dragon Ball, someone who follows it very, very closely, I do think this is the best and worst thing that has ever happened to the franchise because this movie was hated so much that it got a passion back for it, so to speak. Yeah, it got a passion back because everyone hated the people making this movie. (laughs) But the story behind it is that when the original creator of Dragon Ball, Akira Toriyama, asked, hey, should I be a part of this or shouldn't I be a part of this? The studio then decided to try and charge him for it. And that got that and just how this movie played out got him so upset and angry that he went to his desk and wrote the movie Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods. And the rest is history, if you know it. Yeah, I mean, you know, 2009, even back then, by 2009 standards, this thing was a piece of of trash it nothing about this resembles what makes dragon ball good at all you have a terrible terrible lead and i don't mean to say anything bad about justin chatwick he's just he's horrendous in this movie he's not given a lot to work with nobody is but there's not a single good performance In this entire movie, not only is there not a good performance, they make these characters look like idiots. They make them look shallow. Chi-Chi is like, she's horrible. She's a horrible human being in this movie. I mean, she literally watches as Goku gets the crap beat out of him and then finally decides that she likes him because he beats up some kids like it's just it's horrendous how she acts in this like how are you supposed to root for her there's the start of it is why is goku beating up these little kids why is he in school we don't know this is the same kind of generation that came up with avatar it's the fighting in this, the choreography is terrible. The quick cuts. I mean, I, I don't even understand why you open the movie the way that they did with that training montage. It's nothing to do with dragon ball. It's, it's just so weird how they literally, you know, sure. They have the dragon balls. They have the Kamehameha at the end, but real like that doesn't work out. Yeah. No, but they literally sit there and like, they do almost everything they can 
to not make this a Dragon Ball movie. I mean, for Christ's sakes, they even talk about airbending yeah. in this movie. Like, literally, it's like the people who did this, and the director said he never watched Dragon Ball. He never bothered to do anything with Dragon Ball. Why would you? Like, why? yeah, why, why would you try to brush up on any of the material at all? I'm not saying you have to become an expert, and, but you would think you would at least watch an episode. Um but it's literally like they said, oh, you've you've seen Avatar The Last Airbender? Okay, well, just do that. Like, that's what Dragon Ball is. It's Avatar The Last Airbender. And the fact that they call it airbending, the characters resemble nothing. I mean, Bulma is... Bulma has that blue strand of hand, hair. That's all that counts. Yeah, I mean, she's maybe the closest, and it's a stretch, but... No, I would say Yamcha. Yeah, but Yamcha's again. His character's terrible. Not by looks, but I guess maybe by character. Or he's just out in the desert as a bandit, I guess. But I feel like I'm already giving the movie too much credit. It sucks that like both Justin and I think Piccolo's actor, or maybe it was just Justin who actually like kind of studied the character. Cool story. Piccolo's character voices a character in the dub for Super. And he voices one of my favorite characters. Who's that? Zamasu. Yeah, I mean, I I think Chatwick was cast because he was in War of the Worlds and he has a Goku action figure. Like, I'm convinced somebody watched War of the Worlds and... That guy knows it. Yeah, it was like, oh, that must have been hit, like... They thought that like maybe Justin Chatwick brought that action figure with him. Like I, I, I don't, I just don't understand. The only thing that's Goku about him is one scene where he's eating a chicken drum, which is like never explain how randomly he's in the middle of the freaking city, sitting on like a mailbox, eating a giant chicken drum. Like what? It, it's just, again, it's like, oh, well, if you know the show, you should know why he's eating this. But it's so stupidly explained. Um, well, no, it, it's just so stupidly put in there that it doesn't make sense. They can't decide whether they want to call them Dragon Balls, Prometheum Orbs, you know, that keeps changing. I love that, like, Chow Yun Fat's in here and it's pr- he looks like he's drunk the entire movie. His motivation is really weird. When they get stuck in the hole in the desert, he just ran it. Like they're, they're of the mindset and they say time is of the essence. Like we have to find these dragon balls before Piccolo, you know, gets them and destroys the earth. But yet he just has time to sit down in this hole with everybody until he decides that he just wants to jump up out well, of the hole. I can jump, guys. <laughs> yeah, which he could have done the entire time. Hours ago. <sighs> Nothing makes sense. The pacing of this movie is off. The dialogue is is trash. The fights are trash. You get the... Goku gets his outfit at the end of the entire movie with some stupid piss poor CGI scene where him and Chi Chi are going to spar together. It's I just, I don't understand again, even by 2009, we had better 
like properties releasing movies than what they gave. Like, I don't understand how something like this happens. Like, this is truly one of the worst movies ever. And it's it's not even in that category where it's so bad that it's good. Like, this is one of those movies where, no, it's just crap. Like, it makes me upset to watch that movie because there's just no... There's no effort put into it at all. Like I can respect a bad movie knowing it's bad. And that's the point. Those are some of my favorite movies to watch, but this just is, this is bad on every level, but it feels like they thought they were making a good movie. Like they watched this, they shot it and said, yeah, we're doing something here. Like, wow, we're, we're honoring the source material with this. Like, Wow, this is going to be great. This is an atrocity. Yeah, it's the movie feels like they went online and just looked up Dragon Ball and saw a couple key words and were like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll just put those on the script and we're good. Like, Ozaru is just Goku as a giant ape. That's the reason why Gohan dies. He doesn't look like an ape, by the way, when he turns. <laughs> what does he look like, he even? Looks like, like, a, like a werewolf. He looks like a werewolf. But, like, the thing is, Ozaru is supposed to be massive, and it's supposed to be fearful. Like, when Vegeta tells the truth about it, it Vegeta's giant and terrifying, and they don't have that. There's nothing in the original Dragon Ball that's like, oh, Piccolo's going to use it to an advantage. No, Piccolo doesn't even want to destroy Earth. He just wants to rule it. He wants the Dragon Ball so he could be younger. And you're writing a dra- OG Dragon Ball story without Krillin in it. You can, and then you have Mai, who's just there to be along Piccolo's side, but you don't have any of the peel-off gang. You don't have the technology for it. So it's just like, yeah, let's do a Mad Libs with Dragon Ball terms. You somehow got Mafuba right, and like, but how do you get that but nothing else? Yeah, it, it literally is like they had a random generator and it only picked out three or four things, and they were like, okay, that's that's enough Dragon Ball. Like, we don't need images as well. We'll make it up along the way. Yeah, it, and again, just. The weirdness of the pacing, the CGI, and the fact, too, is just like, oh, you know, you, you get the opening where they're like, they banished Piccolo, and then he's just, he's there. <laughs> like, the opening of the movie, Psych. yeah, the opening of the movie is talking about how they banished Piccolo, and it's, then all of a sudden, he's just, he's there on an airship, and it's like, well, how did he escape his banishment? Like, what? How is he here? I mean, even like in Green Lantern, where they talk about Parallax, like, at least they show how Parallax escapes. Like, I mean, that movie is trash too, but they show how he gets out. Here it's just like, yeah, no, you know how we said he was imprisoned? Yeah, no. Do you want to know how he got out? Too goddamn bad. Like, because quite frankly, we don't know either. Like, we're, we're just as surprised as you to see him here. Um, and the way he just randomly is everywhere. Like he, 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 he's always there. He's randomly at Goku's house. He randomly is at the freaking 
I don't know, lava pit. <laughs> like He has this massive history with Grandpa Gohan as well, for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, yeah, they just, they absolutely crapped all over the source material. And the funny thing is, too, again, it's just like, you sit there and go, like, who did you think was going to come see this movie? Like, especially in 2009, Dragon Ball was not like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Dragon Ball was popular, but Dragon Ball was not where it is today in North America back in 2009. So who did you think was going to come see this movie? Oh, like diehard fans were going to be the ones to come see this movie and you completely annihilated them. Like you deliberately made a movie that they would not enjoy. So how did you think this was going to make money? Do you want to know who's really going to come to this movie? Those parents and kids like you and I during Avatar? Yeah. Yeah, that movie was so cool. Yeah, sure, son. But the funny thing is, is like nobody even back then liked this movie. Like this movie did not. I don't think I've ever come across anybody defending this movie. Like literally, I just. I've, at least even the crappiest movies will have defenders. You know what I like? There's movies that I absolutely can't stand. And you have people that sit there and say like, no, this is why I like it. And I, I love to hear their opinions. It doesn't change my mind on why I just like a movie, but just nobody defends this. Like even pe- everybody involved with this even says, yeah, like you I'm don't even. <laughs> yeah, you don't even see anybody that was involved in this production defending this debacle of a movie. But again, like you, you have to sit there and just go, "All right, thanks, Fox, for being such total d bags," because you literally created a renaissance for Dragon Ball by absolutely dropping your pants and taking a dump all over Dragon Ball. Like, think about everything that we've gotten. You know, you made mention of it, but everything that we've gotten Dragon Ball, even stuff that we've reviewed on this show because of this. Like, I don't know. Like, was it all some weird backwards plan? Like, did they, like, is this some kind of weird, I don't even know what to, like, how to describe that, but is this just some sort of weird, like, we're going to make this so bad that it, somebody's going to have to come in and, and save Dragon Ball because, again, that's what this movie did. Like, this movie literally pushed Dragon Ball back into mainstream. Yeah. Uh, Go, Goku and Jiren playing in a Mexican stadium in a full packed out stadium does not happen if this movie doesn't come out. And that's crazy to think that, like, like I own what about like five of these books yeah, and probably more at some other house. Just, I have five of these and maybe that never would have happened if this movie didn't come out because the first time I ever saw Dragon Ball was a part of Super. And how would my life have been if I didn't? It's crazy to think about. Yeah, I, I mean... The the simple fact of the matter is, you know, that stadium thing that he's talking about is crazy. If you've never seen that, just go online to YouTube and, and check that out. Like Goku versus Jiren and then look at like 
either crowd reactions or just look up Mexico. And you might have to look online as well because there's a picture of a tour bus that you know how boxing is is like you have one fighter and versus another. It was literally Jiren versus Goku on a bus in Mexico. That is insane, and you don't see it for anywhere else. Yeah, I mean the you know think of the games Dragon Ball Fighters Kakarot has now six million Kakarot just sold six million now. Like, yeah, I mean so I, again I. I think this abomination of a movie for bringing Dragon Ball, you know, back um, because we've, you know, look at the movies that have come out. Dragon Ball Superhero. Um, number one in the box yeah, office. Number one in the box office. You had the Broly movie. Um, you know, these things have been absolutely wonderful. Like, I miss Dragon Ball Super so much. I, I hope they do bring it back. Um, there's certainly been talk about that for what feels like forever now, um, even though it really hasn't been that long, at it, least from in theory, from when I watched it. It's been five years since the original episode 130 came out for Super. Yeah, so it's it is wild to think about where Dragon Ball is now and the popularity of all of the projects. I mean, the mobile games, everything is just it is wild the the mainstream appeal now that Dragon Ball has in North America and again it, thank you to this to Dragon Ball Evolution because I don't think any of this is possible with without it I, I don't think we would maybe have a Dragon Ball Kakarot game right now I don't think maybe maybe we don't even have fighters like we don't have Dragon Ball Fighter Z um who knows does you know is xenoverse still getting updates to this well xenoverse 2 you know is it still getting updates to this day is any of this possible without this i mean does budokai tenkaichi 4 even become a thought without this movie but let's talk about probably the funniest thing in this movie and probably the biggest question what were they thinking, thinking that they were going to get a sequel with that ending scene? Yeah. <laughs> they, like, what were they going to do as well? Because this is clearly the Demon King Piccolo arc from the original Dragon Ball. Were they going to do it with the tournament at the end of the original Dragon Ball? Or were they going to start with the Saiyan saga with Raditz, Raditz Vegeta, and Nappa? And honestly, I kind of want to know, like, what would have happened if that movie came out? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because they knew they had to know they were screwed because they did not allow reviews to come out until the day the movie released, which is always a terrible sign. Um, they they completely blocked reviews for this movie, so they must have had a test screening and just it, it must have gotten obliterated because they just absolutely saved everything. Like you could not find a review of this movie until the day it came out. Do you think people walked out of the test screening? <laughs> Probably. I mean, yeah, again, like there's, so we rewatched it to do the podcast. There's absolutely no reason I will ever, ever, ever turn this movie on again. You know, I will turn on things like Batman and Robin. 
I will turn on Green Lantern. I will turn on Ghost Rider, Catwoman, the Fantastic Four movies. Like I will turn on bad movies and rewatch them because I get a kick out of them. I will never, I can never find myself in a reason to ever turn this back on. Like you literally almost didn't even want to rewatch this to do the podcast. Like you were like, uh, like you were so mad to rewatch this. Yeah. Because this movie sucks. Like all those other movies, they at least have like something like name a line from this movie that like is actually like genuinely funny. Yeah, no, there's, there's nothing like genuinely funny. It's like, it's funny in a way that it makes you mad. Like nothing sits here. Like it's not, you know, Mr. Freeze's puns. It's not the horrible CGI in Catwoman. It's not, it doesn't have like any of those, like, Oh my God, you have to be kidding me moments. Like this has the, Oh my God, you've got to be freaking kidding me moments. Like you just sit there and go, what happened? Yeah. I was just about to say as well as like do that, but then do it with like revenge of the Sith. And it's like, you'll know what's there between this movie, like a bad, bad movie or like an enjoyable bad movie. And this falls flat on everything. Even when you can do like a Kamehameha, why is he flying doing it now? Like you had something and it just doesn't work because you, I don't know what. Yeah, it's this thing is just from start to finish. Absolutely horrendous. I'm going to leave it at that. Do you have any other final thoughts before we just give our score? Uh, I don't even know. I guess. Thank you for giving me Zamasu's English voice actor, I guess, because that's probably the best part out of this movie. And thank you for giving me Dragon Ball. So, all right, let's move in to popcorn time. Because again, I don't want to just sit there and just hate on this movie completely. We could. I will. (laughs) But, you know, Going to popcorn time, five uh, out of five buckets. What does this movie get? This is the first time ever that I will do this. This movie is absolutely zero buckets. I will absolutely, I, I have nothing in terms of the movie. Again, we can, we can say everything that we want about how this helped bring Dragon Ball back. But as a movie, This has nothing. It has no redeeming qualities. It has no good fight scenes. It has no good character designs. It doesn't have a great musical score. It doesn't have great acting. It has nothing. This is as bad as you can get for something that should at least have some kind of redeeming quality. Like even Avatar The Last Airbender, which is an absolutely abysmal movie could get one bucket from me because of that ending scene with the waterfall. Like at least that is visually impressive. Like that could squeeze a bucket out of me for a rating. This has none of that. So the first time ever I have rated anything on this show, zero buckets. Yeah, it's a zero as well. There's not much really. Like, there's not much, like, memorable that I could look back at. That I could probably look back at, like, Catwoman 
and be like, oh, yeah, that scene or tonight's forecast calls for if these. <laughs> but like there's just nothing to this movie. Yeah. So there you have it. The first ever zero in the show's history. Uh, feel bad because I know sometimes, you know, a lot of hard work and effort go into these things. People are away from their families and you know, I, I really do hate to just sit there and trounce on something, but there's just nothing redeeming about this. So listeners, thanks for joining us for our review of Dragon Ball Evolution. Check out the show notes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you can get your podcast. You know, you can find this episode. We appreciate you joining us and we will see you very soon at Matt Goes to the Movies.